Sports Prime Time on a Wednesday evening. I'm your host, Buck Rising. I'm proud, as always, to be presented to you by our friends at the Ashton Real Estate Group of REMAX Advantage. GaryAshton.com, that's where you go for your dream address without the stress. The Ashton team will put you in a position to succeed with the Intel Edge at GaryAshton.com. Of course, you know Two Rivers Ford when it comes to incredible customer service. In fact, award-winning customer service and quality American-made Ford vehicles. You know that Two Rivers Ford is your one-stop shop for all of your new or pre-owned vehicle needs. Two Rivers Ford in Mount Juliet or online at tworiversford.com. So with this, uh, we've kind of been looking around the AFC South on the podcast that I do with Greg Cosell. We do new episodes every Wednesday of the podcast. uh, And over the last three episodes, which concluded today, we have been looking at the Titans competition. How much better have the Jags actually gotten What can they do to kind of rehabilitate Trevor Lawrence heading into his sophomore year? Are the Houston Texans, quarterbacked by Davis Mills, a legitimate threat when you look at how NFL coaches, defensive coaches in particular around the league, view that guy pretty favorably? And given the last time that you saw him play in the regular season, being against the Tennessee Titans, you saw that he could do some damage. So we got to the Colts today which is consistently the boogeyman for Titans fans and kind of analyzing, all right, all the different moves that they've made, who have they lost, what coaching changes have happened. And of course, they've got yet another new face at quarterback, Matt Ryan, which we we dove into. So I want to pose this question to you this way, because I thought this was pretty interesting to find out for myself. In the comment section on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch, I want your Two Rivers Ford take. Who should be the betting favorite in the AFC South this season? Let me know who you believe should be favored heading into 2022, not who is favored, because I'll give you those gambling odds here in just a second, but who should be favored given all the parts and pieces that have changed around right now. It's your Two Rivers Ford take. Do that wherever it is that you are consuming the show, and we will talk at length together about it right after I tell you about the people who make the Two Rivers Ford take possible. That, of course, is Two Rivers Ford. Two Rivers Ford is located in Mount Juliet. They have all manner of new vehicles on the lot. You can build your own vehicle like I did. Any new Ford, any customizable accessories in any color that you select, or you can get one of their certified Blue Advantage pre-owned vehicles that come with several guarantees to make sure that you trust and know the vehicle that you're getting, the pre-owned vehicle that you're getting, can be relied upon. If you're pre-owned vehicle shopping, you know that you have to do it with a dealership that you trust. Two Rivers Ford has built up that brand equity, that name brand equity, for nearly 40 years here in Middle Tennessee, operating with honesty and integrity in all their business dealings. Two Rivers Ford in Mount Juliet or online at tworiversford.com. So looking at the AFC South right now, you're you're going to discount the Jags and the Texans out the gate. So it really becomes a two-team race as far as the betting odds are concerned. And this was something that I didn't know until I looked it up, but I had to, you know, there's some confirmation bias that goes into this. 
And I was legitimately curious to see what the sports books would say. Now, I will tell you that across most major sports books right now, there is a designated favorite in the AFC South. But the question that I'm asking you guys is who should be the favorite in the AFC South? Donovan Romaine says, let the Colts be the betting favorite. More money in our pockets. I assume if he's meaning, if he says our pockets, he means people betting on the Titans. By the way, Colorado just tied it up in the second period. 1-1 with the Tampa Bay Lightning in the Stanley Cup final. 14-43 left to go in the second period. So we'll keep tabs on that. Uh, Titans, says Mark Dalton. He feels that even with the loss of A.J. Brown, they have 99% of the squad still there. Upgraded the tight end, brought in Woods, and a healthy Henry. Mark Jones agrees. Shocking to no one. Titans all day should be favored. Best defense, best running back, best coach, best team in the AFC South. Stacy Will says, easy, the Titans, the Colts will come in second. So you guys are you guys are going with the hometown team, and that's fine. I'm not saying that you're right or that you're wrong. I'll tell you who the sports books did favor, though, for the AFC South here in just a second. Um, First Impressions TV says, Buck, you need to put more respect on us. Well, put more respect on who? The Titans or the Colts? Or or the Jags or the I have I have literally no idea who you're who you're saying that I need to put more respect on. So if you if you give me the team, then I'll be able to kind of flesh that out a little bit if you like, but I'm not sure which team that you're talking about given that we're talking about an entire division right now. So simply provide that on YouTube and I'll be happy to address that in just a second. But first, let me let you hear from Greg Cosell. We broke down Matt Ryan and a great many other elements of the Colts new look football team because uh you know, they have done a lot of work this offseason to kind of rebuild that in the absence of Carson Wentz and without a lot of draft capital, as a matter of fact. With a lot of different uh, a lot of different kinds of players over the last couple of years, Matt Ryan coming into quarterback, them at this stage of his career in probably a better I mean, unquestionably a better situation than Atlanta has had. But what what do we kind of make of the veteran quarterback at this phase? Well, you, Matt Ryan is just one of those guys that's a veteran. And he knows how to play. He's really good before the snap of the ball. He understands everything he sees because he's seen it all. Yeah. Um, he's he's a certain kind of quarterback, but he's very good at what he is. He's always been a bit of a strider. He needs to be protected. Striders need the interior of the offensive line to be strong because the interior of the offensive line controls the depth of the pocket. And he needs that room to stride. Um, and I think, you know, in the interior of their own line, they've certainly got Quentin Nelson, a really good player at left guard. Center Ryan Kelly, a solid pro. Right guard might be seen as a question mark as we sit here today. Yeah. But overall, that's solid. The left tackle position is a bit of a question right now. Um, and, of course, we're speaking in, in later June, so we'll, we have an entire training camp to get through. But Matt Ryan needs to be protected. But one thing that he's very proficient at He had his best year of his career under Kyle Shanahan. He's very, very proficient with the play-action pass game. And obviously, their offense begins with the run game. So you know that there will be multiple play-action concepts with Matt Ryan under center. So that's Greg Cosell's analysis of the Tennessee Titans, well, rather of the Indianapolis Colts with Matt Ryan quarterbacking them. 
And the question remains, well, who who do the sports books favor, favor and who do you believe should be the favorite in the AFC South at this point? So I'm looking at the betting odds. I got these from FanDuel, DraftKings, and, uh, well, f- from FanDuel and DraftKings, uh, the two main sports books. Uh, both have the Colts, minus 105 on FanDuel, minus 125 on DraftKings Sportsbook as the best odds to win the AFC South. They have the Titans in second. DraftKings has them at plus 170. FanDuel at plus 150. Jags are third. Texans are fourth. Uh, Plus 3,000 is the value on the Texans. So if you're really looking for a big money payoff, maybe you put put a shekel or two on the Texans and a real upset that really make my my uh, my football season interesting I don't know about yours but it, it's a pretty I I struggle with it this year more than any other year now the last two seasons I've seen no reason that the Colts should be favored over the Titans and at least preseason and I think that even this year I'm rely I'm leaning more on the stability of what they return and even understanding that Ryan Tannehill has a bunch of different parts around him this year. Matt Ryan is dealing with a new team for the first time in a decade of playing in the NFL. He's got a solid interior offensive line group, but a lot of uncertainty at the tackle spots where he will look uh, where he will absolutely need to be protected. Matt Ryan does not have mobility, I'm looking at a wide receiver core and tight end group that's, you know, intriguing, but good is not the word that I'd use to describe it, and a, a better-than-average defense that does still have some questions specifically in the secondary. So when you put all those things together, I I still feel that the Titans should be favored over the Indianapolis Colts, but I feel that it's closer this year than it's been in any other year. I think in 2020 and 2021, I would have said definitively that the Titans should be favored over the Colts in 2020. And in 2021, I felt the exact same. Now, a part of that had to do with Carson Wentz more than anything. And even Wentz played pretty well until the last two games of their season where it was just utter choking dog behavior, just a complete and total collapse in ways that were you know made for great television. But good God, that has to feel bad if you're in an Indianapolis Colts fan. Um, Donovan remains says, who has the better wide receiver core Titans or Colts? I'd say push. I really, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's not, there's not discernibly one better than the other because T Y Hilton's not coming back. Jack Doyle's not coming back. Um, they do have Michael Pittman who's interesting, but I don't know how good Michael Pittman actually is that they, they didn't have a first round pick this year. They took a wide receiver with their first draft pick this year it was a second rounder. I believe it was 53 overall. The, uh, um, oh, I'm blanking on on the kid's name, but he's the wide receiver from Cincinnati who has a lot of uh, has a lot of promise. And they took Jelani Woods with their third round pick, the tight end out of Virginia, that a lot of Titans fans did like. So, you know, I'm I'm kind of sitting there looking at this and saying, push as far as the skill position players are concerned. And then, of course, you can't discount Jonathan Taylor, who was the best running back in football last season, in the absence of Derrick Henry. On the field. Um, so getting back to a, a comment made by somebody earlier, First Impressions TV says, Buck, you need to put more respect on us. And I asked him to clarify. He said the Titans. 
Well, I guess where do I need to pay them more respect? I've just said that they should be favored in the AFC South, but not by a wide margin. I don't think that they're considerably better than the uh, than the Indianapolis Colts this year. I would, uh, Alec Pierce, thank you guys for, for providing that uh, in the comment section on Facebook, YouTube, on Twitter, and on Twitch. But like, where do I need to respect them more? I've already said that they're probably the best team in their division, even if I don't think they're like really the best team in their division. Um, I don't think that I've been, that I've discounted the Titans. I think I've got a lot of respect for Mike Vrabel. Uh, I think I like their defense a lot. I think that their front four is probably as good, if not the best, as any team in football. Like, how much more respect do you need? You know what I'm saying? I I, I don't know. And and why, you know, I don't think this matters. Like, me giving them more or less respect is not going to affect their ability to win or lose games. You know, so I don't think it really matters how I feel about it. If you guys, other than, you know, I'm sitting here as the analyst and as the host, talking about this and it's my job to cover the team. So I'm going to give you a, a fair and honest assessment as I see things. And I think they're, a, I think they're probably an above average football team again, but not that far above average. You know, there's not, there's not the firepower. The The quarterback doesn't wow you. The defense is great potentially, but still questions in the, at least on one outside corner spot. So yeah, I think it's, I think it's a reasonable amount of respect. Uh, you should see the question you asked, uh, this morning, which NFL coach will get fired first? And Mike Vrabel was on the list on the betting side. I did see Mike on that list as a 12 to one favorite as the first coach to be fired next year. I thought that was pretty funny. Uh, Mike just got a contract. Mike and John both just got contract extensions this year. So I would not count on that being the case. It would truly have to be a cataclysmic, a cataclysmic collapse for Mike Vrabel to get fired at the end of the 2022 season. Thomas Henderson says, Buck, well, this is, that profile picture is interesting. Where is Thomas yelling? Is, is Thomas taking a bathroom selfie and screaming at us? I, he looks to be just based off the angle. He appears to be sitting on the toilet, but I'm not entirely sure. I have many questions. Is that a bathrobe behind Thomas? Um, as he as he sits there screaming at me in the comment section, Buck is an indie lover. I guess he could not get a job up there. Well, I, in fact, the only two, the only two job offers that I had out of college, one in uh, Evansville, Indiana, not in Indianapolis and the other Evansville, Indiana, where I'm from, by the way, Tampa Bay just scored again to go up two one in the Stanley cup final game four, keeping an eye on that for you as well. But uh, yeah, two job offers out of college. Well, one, the, the one down here wasn't even a job offer. It was a, an internship at the time. So I, uh, you're right. I did not get a job offer in Indy. But I'll tell you, I have no great love for Indianapolis. Like, for the Combine, it's a great time. It's uh, it's a football convention where I get to go once a year with all of my football buddies, all my uh, friends who are coaches, who are scouts, who are media members, who work for teams. And we all go get, we get you know, it's spring break. We all go get trashed and then go talk to players, get trashed at night at Kilroy's at the bar. And then you go out the next day or Prime 47. And then you go out the next day at 6 a.m., and you interview some poor college kid that doesn't want to talk to you about how many different teams he's talked to. And was that interview a formal interview or an informal interview? And how did that meeting go? Like, oh, you know. So that's the only time of year that I have any use for Indianapolis. Now, I uh, I did go to school about 45 minutes. What is Bloomington? South, I would say southeast 
of Indy. So like by proximity, maybe so. But again, I like the weather a lot better down here. Uh, Indy is a fairly miserable place and Nashville's great. Um, but you know, if you want me to love up on your football team a little more as a indie lover, uh, according to Thomas, who comes to us, uh, with a bathrobe behind him and alleged maybe, maybe, or maybe not, this is purely speculation on, on my part with a bathroom selfie and potentially sitting on the toilet, which would make this much better. Honestly, I would, I would, I would have more respect for Thomas if he was comfortable putting that out there, but yeah, no, I, I, it's, it's just simply not the case, Thomas. It's just that. People kept get paying me money to talk about your football team here, and I just kept saying yes. So the joke's on you. This is now you're stuck with me, at least for the foreseeable future. Um, so who should be the favorite in the AFC South? I think the answer ultimately, uh, ultimately is the Tennessee Titans, but not by not by an overwhelming, uh, not by an overwhelmingly wide margin. That is how I would feel about that. Uh, people just commenting now on Thomas Henderson. See, I feel, I feel that I shouldn't, I shouldn't picture shame people because, uh, I have no, I have no idea what the situation for Thomas is, but every time I see a funny one, it just, that's what my, that's what my attention gravitates towards. Uh, let's see, uh, W profile pick Thomas, <laughs> Derek R. Yeah, that's right. Uh, my concern is that history suggests Derek Henry won't be as good won't ever be as good as he was two or three years ago. Yeah, but he can still be good. Like, you know, I, I'm I'm inclined to agree with that. Probably, like, I don't expect Derrick Henry to rush for 2,000 yards again, right? But Derrick can still get 1,700 yards and still be an incredible player and still continue to put together a Hall of Fame resume. Like, only pl- eight players in the history of the sport, one of them being Derrick, have eclipsed 2,000 yards. Like, if he does it again... It, it's it's insanity, even if there is an extra game in the regular season from the last time that Derek did that. So, yeah, he doesn't have to run for 2K to be a great player. Even if he got 1,500 yards this year, that's still pretty damn good for a running back who's going to be 29 and is coming off a substantial foot injury. Like, I think that you don't have to do it by extremes. Derek can still be a good to above average player, still be a great player, frankly, and not do again in a season the historic kind of things that he did a couple of years ago I think that's completely I think that's completely reasonable to kind of look at and then of course Steve Harden Stevie Harden says 2000 again with a bunch of exclamation marks yeah I don't I don't think that's uh I don't think that's the case at this point are the Colts the greatest threat to the AFC South title or rather MB says the Colts are the greatest threat to the AFC South title, but that's it. Super Bowl contenders? I don't think so. Well, I mean, listen, if you make the playoffs, I consider you a contender, even if you have no business being in the playoffs. I, I wouldn't have looked at Cincinnati as a Super Bowl contender last year, and then sure enough, they got in. Weird shit happened. They had that weird uh, touchdown that shouldn't have been called a touchdown by the ref against the Raiders, and then they go on to win a game in Tennessee uh, as the road underdogs where their offense gives up nine sacks, probably should have been 11 of the quarterback, and they still find a way to win that game. So, you know, if you get into the postseason, I'm going to consider you in contention for Super Bowl, which is the way that I think that you have to do it. It's not all. It's not always as random as, you know, hockey can have super random results in the postseason. The NCAA, March Madness, is something that, yeah, the best teams are going to have the best opportunity to win, 
but this is something that this is something that you know there will be random results from time to time. The upsets make it fun. Football and like the NBA, there's not as much of that, but uh, there can be random things that take place in any take place in any football game at any point in time. Um, history, Mark Jones says, doesn't account for Derrick Henry. He's the only King Henry who can tell. I just, I just have to stop reading Mark Jones's comments. You're just always just, and that's fine, Mark. You can be a blind homer if you like, but of course it's ridiculous to say history doesn't account for Derrick Henry. He's the only King Henry. And he will continue to dominate like no back before or after him has or will. Okay. Of course, that's utterly ridiculous to say. There will be another player who achieves at a level similar to Derrick Henry across across all of time, right? For as long as humanity remains on this earth and football is being played, somebody is going to do it again, even if it's a small, small sample size. But listen, if you if you want to if you want to exist that way, you're entirely uh entitled to exist that way. Uh let's see. Mike Conley says, are we looking for another wide receiver? No, not really. I mean, it's just I told you guys on Julio Jones Cap Relief Day, for those who celebrate. Um I told you guys that they weren't going to go on a great, uh, on a huge, uh, on a huge June spending spree. Um, we'll see what happens when, when the cuts come around, but like, I don't think they're going to go out. For example, I think Will Fuller is a name that you guys have heard a lot as an available wide receiver. And by the way, Will Fuller's not getting a lot of jobs anywhere else should be noted too. Um, he wasn't like a hot commodity signed off the unrestricted free agent market. So, no, I don't think they're actively shopping for, like, another starting caliber wide receiver. I don't think they're looking for an offensive lineman. Well, I think they're looking, but I don't think they're going to make a move on anything that would cost legitimate money in the way that Eric Flowers and Will Fuller or any other names that you guys have seen uh, or floated as you look at, you know, Spot Track. I think does a good job. Keeping track of the uh, available free agents as the market continues to uh, as the market continues to kind of wind down into the summer, but you know roster cuts there there could be some names out there that make sense, but right now I don't you know I I don't cer- certainly not in the month of June I don't see them making any kind of any kind of substantial play at this point. All right, uh, let's move on and let's talk about Roger Goodell who was in front of a congressional oversight hearing today. Just unbelievable stuff taking place uh, with the NFL right now. The question that I would like to ask you around good old Uncle Raj and his congressional subpoena is this, for those of you who paid attention. And I I, I don't know how many of you guys paid attention to the hearing today. I watched it. Uh, I watched it live streamed during the radio show on, on my laptop during the commercial break. So I didn't get all of it, but I certainly got the highlights. What's the worst question that you heard Roger Goodell asked by Congress today? Let's talk about it on Facebook, on YouTube, on Twitter, and on Twitch. We will talk about it together right after I tell you about our friends at the Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage, GaryAshton.com, where Mike Vrabel went to get his dream address without the stress, where John Hines went to get his dream address without the stress. That's the same company that all Middle Tennesseans should use if they want to be smarter about their real estate investments. That's the kind of uh, prowess, that's the kind of ability that the Ashton team brings with the Intel edge that puts you in a position to succeed. GaryAshton.com is where you go 
for the best in the business, the Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage, GaryAshton.com. So, uh, <laughs> what's what's the worst question you heard Congress ask Roger Goodell today? Now, I'm sure not all of you have seen uh, this this full uh, this full testimony. I'm sure not all, some of you have seen highlights, but maybe not full clips. Puka says Goodell may resign before the end of the year. I wouldn't go to, I wouldn't quite make that big a jump because, I mean, I don't think they're going to run Roger out if the owners want him to stay. They could run Snyder out if they get enough evidence against him to take his team away, which is something that's been consistently happening over the course of the last couple of years. Keelan says Roger was at the Bengals game. I know I talked to the commissioner on the sideline. As a matter of fact, I, uh, I was down there before kickoff and there was a lot of, I was talking to a lot of former Titans players, um, you know, cause these are guys that I've covered and spent a lot of time around over the course of my professional career. I think Compton and Arakpo, Harry Douglas, uh, Wes Woodyard, all Drell, all hanging out down on the sideline. And then there was like this contingent, Amy Adams came out of the tunnel and uh, talked to Miss Amy for a little while, and then Roger was uh, shortly behind her. So, did I did? It wasn't a long conversation. Just uh, Roger came over to talk to. I think it was Arakpo, um, and you know, just happened to be standing there. So it was just a quick exchange. Hey, nice to meet you. Enjoy the game, type of thing. But yeah, uh, I did. I did have a chance to meet Roger Goodell for the first time, and uh, <laughs> yeah, not necessarily great vibes for Titans fans having him in the stadium. Uh, so looking at the, looking at the, looking at this congressional hearing that took place, I saw a lot of bad questions asked of Roger Goodell, cause I'm just there. I'm there to find out what dirt they have on Dan Snyder, but like any other, any other segment of society, the politicians involved, the congressmen involved, congressmen and congresswomen, some of them chose to hijack this particular hearing for their own, uh, you know, whatever, for their own personal reasons, I guess is the best way that I could put it. We have two examples of this. Recognize. Thank you, Madam Chair. Commissioner, uh, you believe in the First Amendment, don't you? I do. I mean, all parts of it, all, all, you know, all rights we have, your right to practice your faith, your, your right to petition the government, right to assemble, freedom of press, freedom of speech. You, you, you believe in all that. Yes, Congressman. Why do you ban Dave Portnoy from NFL games? Pardon me, I couldn't hear your question. Why do you ban Dave Portnoy from NFL games? He's a journalist. In fact, he's a sports journalist. Why is he banned? Uh, Congressman, I'm not familiar with that uh, issue. I'm happy to really? check with my staff, but I'm not aware of that. Yes. Well, I think, I think we're That's all correct. aware of that. We're all aware of that. I mean, he interviewed, interviewed the President of the United States interviewed President Trump in the White House. It seems to me if you can get into the White House, you should be able to get into a football game, particularly as a member of the press and, and a member of the sports press. You don't know anything about that? I don't, sir. Now, of course, that's, that's a lie. Roger Goodell knows who Dave Portnoy is. They have specifically banned him from all attending all NFL games. If the commissioner of the league does not have involvement in that, then, you know, something... Maybe Roger is just actually a puppet and the NFL owners are pulling his strings. Like maybe Goodell is not an actual real person. Maybe he's just uh, artificial intelligence that they've, uh, it's like Westworld, right? They've come up with a Roger Goodell robot and he's wandering the sidelines and passing out, <laughs> passing out punishments. 
So of course, Roger's lying in that moment, but like, I don't care. One, First Amendment has nothing to do with why Dave Portnoy is banned from games. Dave, First Amendment does allow you to say whatever you would like to say, but it does not mean that there cannot be consequences for the thing that you say. That's one of the stupidest questions that I've heard. Being a, a and, and Dave's not a journalist, right? And it doesn't matter like what Dave's official function is. If the if the league deemed his behavior to be worth the consequences of kicking him out of the games, then they get to make that call. Dave can say whatever the hell he wants. Certainly nobody's stopping Dave Portnoy from saying what he wants. But the the First Amendment has nothing to do with why Dave Portnoy is banned. The First Amendment has allowed Dave Portnoy to say the thing that got him banned. And all this this does is help Barstool sell more of those Roger Goodell clown nose t-shirts, which is hilarious so ultimately Dave Portnoy wins again good for Dave truly but I uh, I find I find it to be laughable um that people people take First Amendment now to mean it apparently a representative of Congress takes the First Amendment now to mean that you should be able to say whatever you want without consequence when of course that is not true now there's another was that a serious video oh yes but wait it gets substantially worse because I've asked you, what's the dumbest question that you've heard Roger Goodell be asked by Congress today? Just wait until I get to the Republican uh, congressman from Florida. Forgive me. I'm unaware of his name. Be uh, frank with you. I'm angry and uh, I'm concerned. Uh, Last week marked the 50th anniversary of Watergate, which was a scandal that led to a series of felony convictions and the first resignation of a United States president. And it tore at the very fabric of American society. And a scant seven and a half years ago, another scandal rocked our nation, threatening the very core and foundation of our republic, that being, of course, Deflategate, where in an AFC championship game, the NFL footballs, the pigskins, the rock, the pill, the hand egg, the melon, and the leather was mysteriously underinflated by two PSI, pounds per square inch, this led to a multifaceted investigation, months long, thousands of dollars spent, where the goat, Mr. California Cool, the real Slim Brady, the master of the tuck, the Lord of the Rings, Tom Terrific, Tom Brady was suspended by the league. Mr. Commissioner, Mr. Commissioner I'm sure you're aware that many in New England worship Thomas Edward Patrick Brady Jr. as a demigod of sorts. And being a New England native myself, I don't blame him one bit. So my point here, sir, is that this country simply can't afford another scandal, particularly a preventable one. So I'm surprised that in reviewing the league rules to prepare for this hearing, this critical hearing, we uncovered that the NFL requires footballs today to be inflated to a gauge pressure of between 12.5 and 13.5 PSI. And the rules don't state and specify the temperature at which these measurements are to be made. And the pressure temperature law states that there is a positive correlation between the temperature and the pressure of a gas when uh, there's a fixed volume in mass. So how can we, Commissioner, guarantee the consistency of the PSI levels of footballs moving forward? Well, Congressman, it's been uh, quite a while since I focused on this issue. But I'll tell you, uh, our procedures now are that our game officials make that check uh, prior to the game. And so they are the ones that do that uh, individually. 
and then the balls are under protected order from that point on. Uh. <laughs> oh, I don't even I don't even know what to I don't even know what to say about that. By the way, I I misspoke earlier. I said the Republican congressman from Florida that was in fact the Republican congressman from Texas, uh Congressman Fallon. So forgive me for making that mistake. And regardless, there were plenty of stupid questions asked by both uh, both representatives, both uh, congressional members from both sides of the aisle. But yes, incredibly stupid, incredibly, incredibly stupid. Um, I have I have long believed that people get the government that they deserve, and it would appear that we've elected a bunch of idiots <laughs> across the board on both sides of the aisle. So congratulations to all of us. I I just I I don't even know. I don't even know what you do. I don't even know what, like, I, I've never in my life felt bad for Roger Goodell. But Roger, in that moment, good on him for keeping his poker face sound and not just being like, oh, what? <laughs> what, what are you talking about? Deflate gate. What did you call Tom Brady? Tom Terrific? What it? And by the way, I went and looked up all of Tom Brady's, well, actually, that's not true. That's a lie. I had Lucas look up all of them. Tom Brady's nicknames on Pro Football Reference earlier uh, earlier today, and the only one that got left out there that uh, that Pro Football Reference has as a Tom Brady nickname, well, two: the Pharaoh, which I've never heard in my life before, and just Sir Sir Brady. Like I never never in my life heard that either. Pro Football Reference always has weird ones, but yeah. So a tremendous like they are there to find out about da- reminder. It has nothing to do with Tom Brady. It has nothing to do with Dave Portnoy. It has nothing to do with deflated footballs. They are they are meeting with Congress. The NFL is supposed to be, and they have subpoenaed Dan Snyder, by the way, because one of their owners is stealing money, putting cheerleaders on airplanes to go basically be solicited to big money donors down in, I think it was Costa Rica or something like that, operating a shadow investigation to try and tamp down the league's own internal investigation of the toxic workplace and environment that Dan Snyder had created across 20 years of complete and total mismanagement. And yet there is Roger Goodell being asked by the Republican congressman from Texas about deflated footballs. What six years? How long? How, when, when was, when was deflate gate? Deflate gate was like 2016. It's been a considerable amount of time since that whole just utterly stupid Utterly stupid thing that occupied so much of our time. Unbelievable. Tampa, uh, but by the way, less than 30 seconds remaining in the second period. Tampa's still up two to one on Colorado. It is, it is just, it is silly. It is all silly. And to look at this, um, to all to look at this uh, just from afar, I, it, I, I don't know what it makes me feel. It doesn't make me feel happy. It doesn't make me feel sad. It just kind of makes me feel that I, I just have to sit back and laugh. And I hope that all of you can laugh at that too while also be huge, being hugely disappointed with the federal gov- government across the board. <laughs> Nonsense. Long enough for no one to give a damn at this point. I know, that's what I'm saying. Like, what are, what are, what are we doing out here? All right, let's do a weekend bounce back. The, the federal government, we need a bounce back from the federal government, but that's not where we will start since this is our last primetime show of the week. I'm on vacation for a couple of days. Uh, I'm off tomorrow, and I believe Reed Sunday night. Uh, if you could, yeah. So, so we have a couple of vacation days 
coming up as a show uh, on radio as well. I'll keep you guys updated with that. I got to get out of town a little bit before another football season engulfs my personal and uh, professional life yet again for uh, 10 months of the year. So I'm going to take advantage of these uh, of this month and a half that I have remaining to uh, decompress before we get full spin back into this thing. But, you know, again, the federal government not letting me. Anyway, uh, who needs to bounce back in sports the most this weekend? Let me know on Facebook, YouTube. Twitter, and Twitch. We can do that together if you would like. Uh, let me know in the comment section who you think needs to bounce back in sports this weekend. Keelan says, boy, Buck, you stay getting time off. Uh, in what world? <laughs> in what? Now, listen, here's what I'll say. I, I have the best job in the world. You won't be able to tell me otherwise. I get to collect paychecks, get get to collect salaries from two media companies. I get to travel all over the place and cover professional football. I get to talk to athletes. I get to host my own radio show in Nashville where we talk to musicians, where we talk to entertainers, where we talk to people across college and professional sports. Like, I have the greatest job in the world, but also it's it's all I do, like all I, not, you know, not, not that anybody wants to hear of it. Like literally all I do is this shit and it's great. It's the best in the world, but also, yeah, I'm going to take advantage of my two months. You guys can chill. <laughs> we're going to get the full, we're going to get the, I'm going to get every day of vacation that I damn well deserve uh, at the end of a football season. Because by the way, football season just ended for me last week. You guys have been done with the shit since January. My football season doesn't end until after they break. For mandatory minicamp, but that's how it goes. That's how it goes. Anyway, who needs to bounce back in sports this week? Karen says Nashville SC. Oof, just terrible. Just the entire state of soccer in this city. No World Cup. Nashville SC loses to a team at the bottom of the standings in sport in Sporting KC on what was that Sunday? I was in attendance for the game. I left at halftime. I have no regrets because they did not perform up to expectations. So either way, that's how it goes. Um, who needs to bounce back? Sports books, says Bryce Erickson, and Vegas need to bounce back these all with these awful odds. Talking about the Colts favored over the Titans. Uh, Mark Jones with a great one. Brittany Griner needs to bounce back. The USA, uh, the United States, and the government needs to get her out of Russia. Yes, and just at least to be able to facilitate a, I think it was a phone call with her. I, I don't know if it's uh, her fiance or her wife um, that they were trying to uh, fiance. Uh, so trying to facilitate a phone call for their anniversary while she's in, while she's detained in Russia, by the way, and the idea that Brittany Griner is still as an American citizen being held over there is deeply concerning to me and something that needs to continue to be a focal point. Um, really, really, uh, disappointing and scary stuff. Anyway, you know, who needs to bounce back our dear friend, Darren Bates. I did Darren's podcast. What? Sunday, I think, is when we taped it. Sunday or Monday is when we taped the podcast called The Raw Room. You should go check it out. Uh, we did about an hour. We talked about all kinds of great stuff from when Darren was on the Titans and while I was covering the Titans, specifically from Mike Vrabel's two, first two years where, you know, the longest game in NFL history was Mike's first game. And then, you know, the AFC Championship game run in 2019. We spent. If you're a Titans fan, you're going to love a lot of the stories from both DB and my perspective. But uh, our buddy DV needs to bounce back because apparently he has zero self-awareness 
on his own podcast about what exactly he is now. So I had to go on the raw room and I had to tell him. Oh, no, I don't know. But Buck <laughs> is in this bitch, man. I know y'all Sorry. like, I, hey, I know. What is he doing here? <laughs> we don't <laughs> the media over here. No, and I know y'all think, baby, you the media. Nope. I'm not. I'm a podcast. Yes, you are. I'm a podcast. You better get out Look of here. Look at my Twitter bio. Look at my Twitter bio. I really try to tell him that. Twitter bio tell you it all. Veteran ball player. Real quick, though, but tell, tell him why he is media now. Because, you can't like, have you can't it both ways. Yes, I can. That's not the way this works. <laughs> How is that? As soon as you cross over to the dark side, as soon as you put that <laughs> microphone in front of your face, you like the mic, DB. That's okay. <laughs> Lean in, baby. That's no, all right. I will never put that uh, in front of my You're holding that thing way too close for you not to be media. <laughs> Man, you better stop. All right, Buck, you can get your ass whooped. <laughs> Already. So we uh, raw room, go check it out. We did it. We did a full hour. Uh, Alex, uh, Darren, and myself. We had a great time. I appreciate them having me on the pod. But you know, listen, you got if if you're gonna do the raw room, you gotta be raw. And Darren can't be out here talking about he's not media when he's clutching the microphone right next to his face the entire time. He's holding it like a child, like something that is dear and near to his heart. He is media at this point, and this is something that we cannot stand for. Uh, how come your voice is different on the radio show? Is my voice different on the radio show? I don't know. Is that my radio voice? No, this is just how I talk. Now, it's, you know, I got to do like professional teases to keep you sitting through a seven-minute commercial break. So maybe I got to cheese it up a little broadcaster every once in a while. But no, I mean, this is how I talk on a radio show too. Uh, unless some, something, actually, I had somebody come up to me because we did the radio show at Puckett's. What was that, Yesterday? And a, a couple of people showed up to hang out, which was kind of them, and uh, I took a couple pictures. And one of the guys who was in a Nashville SC jersey, I can't remember. Um, I can't remember if I can't remember what his name. I think it was Matt or Michael. Anyway, he said, "Oh, no, that's really what you sound like." When I when I you know I got into a commercial break, I was walking to the bathroom. He asked me to asked me if he could catch a picture real quick. I said, "Sure." And he's like, "Oh, that's this like that's your actual voice." I thought that was just something you did on the radio. I'm like, "No, dude, this is." Like since puberty, this is how I sound. So I don't think I don't think I sound different on the radio show than I do on the podcast or on Darren's podcast or on you know the primetime show, whatever. But uh, maybe you know maybe uh, maybe maybe there's a distortion on the radio show that I don't know about because you know I can't listen to the radio show while I do the radio show. Uh, Darren isn't media until he gets mad. Rabel isn't giving sufficient information just because him and the fans feel he should just so they can send him on hit send on a bullshit article link. Yeah. And you know what? I'm going to do more of it. <laughs> You're right. I'm going to do more of it too. Every time, every time I, uh, every time I, uh, every time Mike doesn't give me the answer that I want, I'm going to write one of those bullshit articles and I'm going to send it out for you to click on it. You damn, you know what? You're going to do it. Cause there's nothing else to talk about right now. Uh, it's more laid back here. Sister. Well, that's true. You know, like I got to operate, you know, here I can just sit down and bullshit. We've been going for 45 minutes. There's no like commercial breaks, right? Like I'm never saying, and we'll be right back after this, you know, or find out, you know, find out what Roger Goodell said to Congress coming up next. It's just, this is, we're literally just sitting down and having a conversation. And that's, that's what it's supposed to be. Radio, you know, it's kind of like letting you guys in on a conversation with us, um, so yeah, maybe a little more rigid there because I've got segments that I've got to work in and here I can sit down and and just literally, I'm literally talking, I'm, I'm talking to you, 
but I mean, Reed's not even in the same room as me. Reed hasn't been in the same room with me since we've done the show for three years. Uh, it's just literally sitting in my office, looking at a camera, some set lights, and the TV that we have set up here in the set, in the uh, studio that Austin and Zach built for me. And uh, yeah, and just I'm just talking to myself like a crazy person. And my girlfriend's downstairs probably thinking, what the hell is he talking about? This sounds like a foreign language to me as she tries to you know go about her business in peace and i'm screaming about afc south gambling odds and things like that all right that's gonna do it have a great weekend my weekend starts um tomorrow after the radio show so i'm gonna certainly enjoy it you guys have a great one we will be back on monday uh for the primetime show radio tomorrow is the last day that i'll be on the air lucas is taking over on friday and on monday as well have a great weekend I will see you guys when I get back.